0: You're listening to iOS Dev Break, 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break, Episode 5. In this episode, just enough irritation, the effectiveness of nagging, and also new MacBook Pros at the Apple Store. So we'll talk about those things today, and a few other things. With regard to follow up, uh, actually, I don't really have any specific follow up this week. So if there's any things that you wanted to to talk about, or you wanted me to talk about, then you could certainly uh, ping me on Twitter at iOSDevBreak or you can use my personal one too, Evan K Stone on Twitter. So the the first thing I'd like to talk about comes from the UI kit bag, and this is about iOS 10 notifications. And um, I'm glad I didn't talk about this right when I had originally thought about talking about it, um, but uh, waited a little bit, uh, because it turns out now there are at least two excellent videos on the subject of the user notifications framework. And uh, in my opinion, this is going to be huge. It's a completely new framework that replaces all of our local notifications and push notifications uh, nonsense that we had to do in the past. And uh, it looks much more clean and flexible and uh, just a better way of handling this. Um, For instance, we have automatic in-app display of notifications. That is just a huge win. Uh, So you don't have to create your own alert view or banner. Uh, or use a third-party library or framework to do that. So that's exciting. Uh, and uh, there's a bunch of other little features and things that are really, really beneficial to the user notifications framework. So uh, I just wanted to mention that there are two talks available that you can watch. And uh, the first one is, uh, let's see, it is the Ellen Shapiro from TriSwift. Uh, the that particular conference uh, I think that happened in that was in New York uh, earlier this year and uh, so I have the the URL to that in the show notes and I highly recommend watching that and the other great thing is that Sam Davies uh, who is always very entertaining also has done a subject or has done a presentation on the subject of iOS ten notifications and his talk was at the ios conf sg in singapore and uh, that video is it's kind of available in two places but uh, i have the the sort of the direct youtube link in in the show notes and so uh, please take a look at both of those they're both it's great information they're complimentary um, talks and i think you'll find it really really useful uh good information for uh, iOS 10, watchOS 3, and tvOS 10. So uh, it's really great stuff. I, and uh, I'm looking forward to using that in an upcoming um, project, uh, especially when we get to the point where we can sort of dump iOS 9, which, interestingly enough, gets to another point uh, with regard to mix panel uh, statistics. And uh, there in in iOS 10, uh, the statistics that they're showing as of today really interesting to to note that iOS 10 is already at about 76% adoption. And that's significant to us as developers to see the momentum that iOS 10 has. Uh, It's interesting also because in the week before iOS 10 was released, the, uh, the adoption numbers for iOS 9 was somewhere around 86%, 85, 86%, something around there. So we see that we're already, with iOS 10, just about only 10% away from what we were before iOS 10 was released with iOS 9. So, that's that's good news. It means that we can move over to iOS 10 faster uh if you if you really want to do that and have reasons to. Like for instance, uh using the uh the user notifications framework. Moving on to the topic of Swift, there is something that I've been meaning to mention for a long time. And this is Greg Hill's, uh article on escaping and non-escaping closures. I don't think I mentioned this before. If I did, I apologize. But if I and if I did mention already, it's it's worth mentioning again um, that the uh, it's, it, this is a great uh, blog post to to take a look at. I have the link in the show notes. It's at his site at swiftunbox.com, And uh, it explains the difference between. The closures, how they were before Swift 3 and how they are now in Swift 3, that uh, in the, the whole concept of escaping versus non-escaping closures. And uh, it's good to get a handle on how that works because it has changed. The default is different than it used to be. And the nice thing about Greg's write-up is that he it's very straightforward. And so I, I thought I'd mention it just because it was good information, very nicely written. And he gives a couple of good examples in there that are very easy to understand, to see, to sort of get a grasp on what's going on. There are other articles available that I've seen that are a little bit more in depth, perhaps, um, but I, I liked Greg's article just because it, it worked for me, the way, the way that I like to learn and think about these things. Um, another thing that uh, we can mention, technically this probably should have been in, in the iOS 10 section, uh, or the, the UI kit bag. Um, but that this is regarding Paul Hudson's article on haptics. And this is with the UI feedback generator. Uh, so um, I'll put this link also in the show notes. A lot of links this, this show. A lot of little things going on this week. And uh, I've been meaning to uh, put this up. Paul Hudson always has great information. This is a, a great... Uh, article to take a look and see how this uh, this new uh, class can be used to to generate haptic feedback. So I hope you enjoy that. Take a look at it; it's good stuff. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention this is one of the things that was sort of a, the major feature of this particular show is what I'm referring to as just enough irritation, and that is the effectiveness of nagging and. Uh, this came up because I was using Overcast, and this is this is no dig at Marco Arment and Overcast, but it was just an observation that I that I had regarding Overcast. Now that his app has ads in it, um, I'm not sure if this was intentional or not, but um, the I, what I noticed was that uh, there's a little bit of a hiccup in the app when when the ad is loading and so sometimes it, it makes it makes it feel like the app is less responsive when you're trying to play the the audio uh, sometimes i have to hit it twice and uh, this is i'm not intending this to be a bug report or anything or or a complaint it is just a, an observation because it made me think um, that that particular action was just enough irritation to make me think about subscribing to the app just to get rid of that little bit of pain associated with having to tap the button twice or to have the app be unresponsive for just a little bit. I love Overcast. It's a great app. And uh, if, if this was something that was intentional on Marco's part, then I actually kind of think it's a little bit genius on his part to be able to get more people to subscribe by leaving that little bit of pain in there. The thing that really pushed me over the edge as far as just this concept of the of just enough irritation was that recently I had a, a telemarketer call over and over again. And uh, what I thought was interesting about it was that it instead of not leaving any information which many t- telemarketers do, they just hang up. This one in particular uh, left an eternal message that would just go on and on and on, and it was just enough irritation again to make it so that I had to pick up the phone, just even if I was just going to hang up on them again. So, but that and it was it turns out it was a recorded message. It wasn't a person who was on the other line. It was just a, a recording, and uh, so that also got me thinking along this this thought of, uh, sort of a, it's a, I guess a user experience, probably an anti-pattern. It feels slightly evil, but by the same token, there may be some things that we leave in our apps that help our users and motivate them to an action that we want them to, to take. Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, I thought it was interesting to think on those two, two kinds of examples, Um, and it got me thinking about, uh, it's sort of, it's the same pattern of uh, having ads in your, your app and, and having an in-app purchase to let them, to let the user get rid of the app, the, the ads. So that provides just enough irritation to motivate the user to turn off the ads. So, uh, in that way, it feels, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, underhanded way of doing it, but it makes sense. And that's exactly why we have it in there. We put a little bit of friction in there and, uh, it's a good marketing tactic. Uh, if you don't overdo it, if you don't take it to the extent that's that some apps and some websites do that really are annoying, but, um, there, it seems to me there's a balance that can be had that provides just enough friction so that you can motivate your user to take the next step, to be able to perhaps subscribe to your app or be able to or make an in-app purchase, um, to buy a feature or uh, or aspect of your your app that you want them to. So, so that that's uh it's an interesting thought. Um, and it, like I said, it's definitely needs it. It's there's balance that has to be had there. Also, I wanted to talk about the new MacBook Pro. Maybe this does come under the heading of follow-up, because I think I mentioned about the MacBook Pros before, how I wasn't particularly interested in them. Um, but one thing that changed my mind was that I actually visited the Apple Store this past weekend at at Apple in Cupertino at One Infinite Loop. And it was really, really interesting and great to see. They have two Sort of these glass pillars, and that are that have encased two of the new MacBook Pros, the 13-inch and the 15-inch, that have the Touch Bar, and it. What to me, just seeing it, you couldn't actually touch it, but it was gone. This constant, eternal, uh, sort of rotation of demonstrations of how the the Touch Bar worked. And I I have to say that it is amazing seeing it in person, and I wish I had been able to touch it. The good news is that they did have a 13-inch non-touch bar uh, new MacBook Pro on display, so I was able to play with that a little bit, able to use the keyboard, and it definitely, the new keyboard is different than the MacBook keyboard, but it has, I, I personally, I, I I didn't think it felt as good. I know most, a lot of people complain about the MacBook keyboard. I think I, my preference in keyboards is, does not match up with a lot of people's, I guess, but uh, the new keyboard felt, it felt a little bit more clicky to me, at least on the the one that I was working with, felt a little more clicky than the MacBook uh, version of the, the keyboard. And to me, that was not great. But um, I do need to replace my MacBook Pro, so odds are pretty good that's the machine that I will go with, either a 13 or a 15-inch with the touch bar, um, provided I can afford it. We'll see. Um, But anyway, I I thought it was a a great experience to be able to go there. Uh, And just being there at the Apple Store at One Infinite Loop is, is an experience into, un, unto itself. And so that is, I encourage anyone who, uh, is in the area in to, to certainly go by and check it out because they have merchandise that you can buy there that you can't get any place else. And, uh, the other thing that I thought was funny was that I was, this was at the end of a company offsite that I was at. And, so I, d- I had a little extra time. So I decided to go to the Apple store there and, um, I pulled up and I realized that I had my, uh, black Swift t-shirt on. And so, um, so it was interesting to go in because they, they definitely treated me a little bit differently than, uh, than they had in the past, but it was, it was great. Um, one of the, the, the representatives there, uh, could, you know he asked if i was a developer and and he noticed the swift t-shirt and uh, he he very promptly showed me to the new macbook pro and um so it was it was a good experience and uh, all in all i really enjoyed visiting there and i like to do that every once in a while the last time i was there was for the the tvos tech talks uh last december so it had been almost a year but um, it's always just a fun experience to be there at the at Apple. So um, anyway, that is it for this week, I think. I don't think I have anything else that I was wanting to chat about. And we are over our 15-minute time limit. But it has been a great experience. And uh, we have just one message from our sponsor. And that is uh, our sponsor yet again. Is uh, or pseudo-sponsor, is Cloud City Development. And Cloud City is the company that I work for. We are an integrated design and development consultancy specializing in web and mobile apps. Uh, We have experts in Ruby on Rails and iOS. And uh, so if you would like to work with me and Cloud City Development's awesome developers and designers on your next app project, Uh, please let us know Uh, if you have an app project that you're trying to get off the ground, or maybe you need a backend for your web app or your mobile app, and you need that to be designed or developed. uh, Please contact cloud city development today and see how we can help you. You'll be in good hands. And uh, again, we always love working with nice people who have great ideas and for more information and a complimentary half hour consultation, please contact us at cloudcity.io. And we look forward to chatting with you. Also, if you would like to help keep iOS Dev Break going, there's a couple ways which you can do it. Uh, and uh, so you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash iOS Dev There are several levels of support from... Uh, that you can choose from and they're very reasonable and any help would be greatly appreciated to help with the hosting costs of iOS dev break. Cause I'd like to keep this going, but uh, I can't keep it going forever. If, if I don't have some kind of help. So, uh, or if you would like to sponsor, please contact me. You can contact me on Twitter at iOS dev break or use my personal Twitter account name also, which is Evan K. Stone. Um, Or you can also email me at iosdevbreak at interactivelogic.net. And uh, and your support would be greatly appreciated. Looking for sponsors to, to help out. So I look forward to hearing from you. And we would really want to keep iOS Dev Break going. So thank you again for listening to this episode of iOS Dev Break. And uh, until next time, I'll catch you on the flip side.